Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 243 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host, Mike Morrison. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It's time once again for us to take a trip back into the archives and pick out some of the best, most useful, most topical, most popular episodes of the Membership Guys podcast from over the past four years now. Is it four years already? Wow, five years. Yeah, it's actually close to five years. Oh my word, this is crazy. 240 plus episodes, each and every one of them is of course incredible, but the downside of having such a large archive of content is that if you just discovered us a few weeks ago, or even a year or two ago, chances are there's quite a lot of insights and tips that you have missed from our earlier episodes. So a couple of times a year, we like to delve back into the vault and pick out three of either my favorite episodes or episodes where we've had great feedback and then bring them back to your attention in the hopes that if you have previously missed it, then this gives you a chance to pick up some new insights. And even if you listen to it first time round, it can serve as a bit of a reminder of something that maybe you didn't get a chance to implement, or maybe when you heard the episode, it was too early in your journey. So we've got over the next few weeks, some fantastic episodes from the archives that we know are going to help you out. Starting off this week with an episode all about how you can start a membership before you've grown your audience. So we're constantly banging the drum about how important it is to have an established audience before you build and launch a membership. However, for some people, the temptation to rush headfirst into getting their membership off the ground, it's just too strong to resist. The truth is, that if you haven't built an audience that you can mobilize and monetize, an audience that you can actually spend some time talking to, researching, getting feedback and input from, then you're really going to find it an uphill struggle trying to get a membership off the ground. I know you're going to find this little trip back into the archives from the Membership Guys podcast useful. So without any further ado, here are five options for starting a membership before you've grown your audience. Lots of people have great ideas for memberships, but they don't have any sort of following, they don't have an email list, social media connections, or anything like that. And so when they're sitting there looking at this fantastic idea that they're desperate to push forward with, quite often they overlook the fact that they don't have that audience, they don't have that following, and they just assume that if they push forward with this amazing billion dollar idea, then magically everything will just slot together. If that sounds like you, perhaps not quite as dramatically or pantomime but if that sort of situation sounds like a situation you're in, where you've got a great idea, but you just don't have a following, you don't have an audience, then I've got a little bit of bad news. Without an audience that you can truly call your own, that you can mobilize, that you can monetize, that are actively connected to you and want to hear what you've got to say, buy what you've got to sell, without any of that stuff, it's going to be an uphill struggle if you try to start a membership. And I'm sorry to say a few hundred followers on Twitter and that one creepy guy who likes your Facebook photos at two in the morning, they're just not going to cut it. 
I've said it time and time again, build it and they will come is not a valid strategy for your membership. So what options do you have? That's what we're tackling in today's episode. What should you do if you desperately want to start a membership? You've got a fantastic idea, but you have no audience of your own to speak of. The first thing you should do is validate that an audience actually exists, that there are people out there who would potentially buy what you've got to sell. Make sure you've actually done your research, that you've proven that there's a buying market out there. So often we see people creating solutions to problems that simply don't exist. So think about where your idea actually came from. What prompted it? What was it based on? What gave you that inspiration? Did that just come into your head one day? Or was it based on observations in your market, stuff you've seen people complain about, problems that you've clearly identified desperately needed a solution? And did you actually speak to anyone in your target market about your idea? Your wife, husband, kids' school teacher, these guys don't count. These guys will lie to you. Did you talk to the right people? And if you did, what did they tell you? What did your market tell you? There's a big difference between having your own audience and having a market. You don't necessarily have your own portion of the market, but there needs to be a market actually there. And so if you've gone out to the market, you've talked to them, you've listened to them, Did you actually pay attention to what they told you or are you just steamrolling ahead and ignoring the warning signs? On a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you truthfully, not hopefully, not optimistically, without any self-delusion? How confident are you truthfully on a scale of 1 to 10 that there is an audience out there who will put their hand in their pocket and pay for your membership? You need to know that an audience exists. If you don't have an audience of your own, you don't have people on your email list, you don't have social media connections, people in a Facebook group, then you have to be certain that the reason for that isn't that the audience simply isn't there at all. It's one thing to have not assembled your own audience. It's another thing for that audience to simply be non existent. So that is the very first thing that you should do if you're in that situation where you don't have an audience, you've just got an idea for a membership, validate that there even is an audience. Okay, so validate that audience exists. Second thing that you could do is consider delaying working on your membership to instead focus on audience growth. So rather than running in headfirst to mapping out specifics of your site, building it, getting into the tech side, hiring web developers and all of that, rather than just diving into that side of things, seriously consider giving yourself three to six months to actually grow your audience first. Trust me, it'll pay you massive dividends. When we decided that we were moving away from running an agency where we'd been working hands-on, one-on-one with a select number of clients for years, when we decided to move away from that, we took stock of where things were in terms of our own audience. Now, our business was almost predominantly word of mouth and we marketed our business in a lot of other traditional ways. We did a lot of business networking. There were a lot of client referrals and all of that sort of stuff and that didn't quite translate over to a business that operated fully in the online space. So we didn't really have an audience for the membership guys when we decided to plant our flag in the sand as the membership guys. So we kind of threw out a lot of people who we had on our list because they just weren't the right people. So we were basically starting from scratch. 
And we gave ourselves a period of three months during which we went heavy. We went hardcore with content marketing, with lead generation, with building up our audience through our Facebook group, through the podcast and that sort of stuff. We took the time, we waited and we focused on audience growth first because we knew that without that audience in place, it was going to be an uphill struggle because we'd seen it happen before. We'd seen it happen in the agency. We'd seen it happen with other memberships. Take that time. Delay diving into actually building a membership site and instead focus on growing your audience. It will pay massive dividends. Now, building an audience, growing an audience, essentially there's three ways you can choose to do it. Build, borrow, or buy. Building your audience organically takes time, but ultimately it's worth it because attracting the right kind of people who will stay subscribed to your membership site long term, that requires you to develop a high level of trust and nurture a strong relationship with your audience. We're not looking to just get people joining our site or get people on our list, whatever the cost. We need to attract good members who will stick around long term and that needs trust and it needs a strong relationship. And one of the best ways of actually nurturing those things is with content marketing. But that is a very slow burn. Blogging, podcasting, video blogs, it takes time to grow and build that momentum. That doesn't mean not to do it, but that does reinforce the point that you may want to take three to six months to actually focus on this stuff, especially if you're building your audience organically over time. So start creating content that addresses your audience's biggest problems, their biggest questions. Do it as podcasts, do it as a blog, do it as a video, do Facebook Lives, create this content, and then offer people who are engaging with your content a lead magnet. So an ebook, a worksheet, a free course that helps them to get an actual result and digs deeper into the topic of your blog or your podcast. So this is used to entice people to join your email list. And once they're on your email list, you can start to develop that relationship even further. And then, of course, you have them on that list for when the time comes that you're building your membership and you obviously have that solution to sell to them. Now, all of this stuff does take time, but it does pay off. If you want to accelerate it, then look for ways in which you can turn your marketing into an event. So use things like free challenges, run a 30-day challenge like we did. We did a 30-day membership challenge in which we took people step-by-step over a period of 30 days through planning, building, and launching a membership. We used that for lead generation, and this massively accelerated our audience growth during that three-month period that we gave ourselves. Use that sort of stuff that helps your marketing become an event, something that's real time, something that you need to engage with at the time, otherwise you'll miss it. Things like web summits are also a great way of doing that. Facebook live streams, webinars, those sorts of things. These can help you to accelerate that organic audience growth. So that's building your audience. Build, borrow, buy. Those are the three Bs of audience growth. The second, borrow. This means borrowing someone else's audience. So an example of that would be using affiliates. So key people who have audiences of their own, perhaps they're micro-influencers, so they have their own audience, their own following in specific topics. Maybe they're not the biggest names in the industry, but they have that thing that you don't have. And they're already doing the sort of content marketing that we're talking about. They're already blogging, they're already producing videos and so on. You can incentivize these guys to promote your membership to their audience, assuming that your membership is a good fit for their audience. Incentivize them to do that by paying out a percentage commission on all payments from all members they send your way. 
Now, when it comes to affiliates, quality is key. You only want members joining who are going to stay long term. And so choosing good quality, ethical affiliates who will promote your membership the way you want it to be promoted. They're not tricking, they're not misleading people into joining. And they're not just promoting your membership for the money. They want to promote it because they know that it's a good thing for their audience to be exposed to. So affiliates, that's a good way of borrowing someone else's audience. You can go further into that by teaming up with joint venture partnerships. So you do core promotions. So you may approach some of the biggest names or huge influencers in your field and actually coordinate with them promotional activities like webinars and stuff like that. That goes a few steps further than a typical kind of affiliate arrangement. And of course, there's things like doing guest blogging, where you write blog content that goes on other people's sites, co-promotions on webinars, getting interviewed on other people's podcasts, taking part in other people's web summits, going to other people's memberships and delivering training for them. These are all ways of tapping into other people's audiences and leveraging those for your own membership site. So you can build your own audience, you could borrow someone else's audience, and that third option is to buy your audience. Now, I'm not talking about buying email lists or buying sales leads. That's really not my thing. Although, for certain, there are some industries where that's common practice. But honestly, it's not something I like personally, and it's not something that I've ever seen to be effective for memberships to the best of my memory. When I talk about buying your audience, essentially I'm talking about investing in advertising, Facebook ads, Google ads, and so on. Either directly promoting your membership or, preferably, advertising one or two absolutely killer pieces of content that people will click through to, they'll read, they'll watch, they'll sign up for your lead magnet and they'll get onto your email list. Or maybe you just want to pixel people. So for those unfamiliar with pixeling people on Facebook, basically this just means that Facebook take note of the fact someone has clicked a link to your blog, visited a page on your website, watched a video and so on. And then having taken note of who those people are, that then enables you to advertise just to those specific people later on. So You could even do a series of video ads in the build-up to your launch and then at launch run a separate ad that specifically promotes your membership but only show it to people who actually watched those videos. Now by no means am I a Facebook marketing expert. There are plenty of them out there. Throw a stone on the internet and you will find someone who can advise you on your Facebook ads. But that is the third option, buying your audience. Basically just spending money on advertising in order to speed all of this up. So those are the three core ways of growing an audience if you don't have one. Build it, borrow it, or buy it. So that's the second thing you should look at if you're trying to start a membership, you don't have an audience. First thing, validate your audience actually exists. Second, consider delaying work on your membership in order to put in the time and put in the effort to focus on audience growth first by building, borrowing, or buying an audience that you can then mobilize and monetize. Third thing you might consider is starting with a bigger ticket product. So something that's actually more expensive than a membership and that caters to a small group of people. So rather than running in there straight away with a membership where the name of the game is just to get as many people as possible through the doors, you might actually want to start with a smaller, more exclusive, more highly priced offering. So For example, something like a coaching program where the people signing up, they get the sort of training and the sort of community support that you're planning to offer in your membership, but they also get you. They get you hands-on providing one-on-one coaching and support. 
This is the sort of thing that you can charge that premium for. And the exclusivity of only making this available for a smaller number of people, again, that justifies ratcheting up the price. Because if you've got 10, 15, 20 people in your big ticket coaching program, then the amount of time and attention and energy you can put into each of those members far exceeds what they'd be likely to get inside a membership site where maybe there are hundreds or even thousands of other members. Now, this sort of approach makes it more feasible for you to put more personal direct effort into making each sale and that reduces the dependency on having an email list or a Facebook group or a social following and you can sell on a one-on-one basis so you don't need as many people you're not playing the numbers game here every connection that you do make every person who engages with your content you're going to be putting more of your effort into converting just that one person because the price point means it's more feasible for you to do so and actually you probably need to be a little more hands-on a little more involved in the sales process because of the fact it is a bigger ticket higher price product so people are going to want to hear a little bit more directly from you rather than just reading an email or reading a sales page this approach also makes it easier to hit your financial goals or even just break even without the need to attract large numbers of people again it moves things away from playing the numbers game That takes the pressure off and that gives you additional flexibility to take the time that you need to take to grow your audience and to actually develop your fully fledged membership. And then of course you can spin this off into a lower cost model. So you either create a different product so you create your membership as a totally separate thing and you have these two offerings running side by side. So maybe your big ticket product is an upsell from your membership or maybe your lower cost membership is a downsell from your coaching program. You have these two offerings, these two products through which you can help your audience in place, but you start with the big ticket higher cost one first while your audience is smaller. And then as your audience grows, that's when you create the membership, which is designed to cater to a larger proportion of people. So this is basically embracing the fact that you either don't have an audience or that you're very early stage because the offering that you're creating, having a small intimate coaching program is perfectly suited to having a smaller following and a smaller audience. And of course, the results and the reputation that you get from your big ticket offering, from your coaching program, whatever it is, however you do it, that sort of stuff can help you to grow your audience too because you can create case studies, you can get the people in your coaching program onto your new podcast cast all that sort of stuff and of course the word of mouth is going to help you out as well so that's the third thing to consider rather than jumping into creating a membership create something different create a different type of product something that's smaller that's more intimate that's more premium and then the membership can come further on down the line The fourth thing to think about doing is actually doing a soft launch. So this is where you actually create a basic version of your membership and you launch it quietly. You don't make a big fuss, you don't make a lot of noise, do the whole big event marketing kind of thing. You actually just start things off small with a small seed group of initial members. So maybe if you do have a little email list or you do have a little bit of a following, perhaps those initial members are your most engaged subscribers or business contacts. Maybe this is where you tap into past clients or industry contacts and connections, ex-colleagues. You just get that little group of people 
into your membership and this helps you to validate the idea, refine and improve what you're going to be offering, get ideas for content both inside your membership and public content for your blog, podcast, whatever else you're putting out there publicly. Having this sort of smaller group also means you can be more hands-on and you can better help those guys get positive results. Then of course, if they're getting a win if they're getting results, that's going to enable you to use testimonials and case studies from the things these guys are achieving as part of your marketing. Now, of course, you're not going to make a huge amount of money from having this sort of under-the-radar soft launch, but it is going to bring in some money if you're deciding that you're going to delay the big public launch of your membership. Having this seed group means you still do have some money coming in, so you should at least be breaking even. It's not going to be costing you to have this membership running. And you're also going to be getting the sort of input, the sort of feedback, and the sort of testing done by this small group. That's going to make it far more likely that when you do open to the grand public, what you're bringing to market is actually better because it's had people in there kicking the tires, helping you refine things, helping you improve things. So that's the fourth option. Consider a soft launch of a basic early version of your membership. Do it under the radar. This will help you really fine tune and really zero in on the perfect way to run your membership. So when you do go to market, you make a huge impact and also you've been able to cover your costs as you've been building your audience on the side as well. So the fifth and final thing you might want to consider is actually starting out with a free membership. So this is where you actually set up a membership site, but rather than it being a paid product with all of your courses and all of this all singing, all dancing content in there, you actually keep it quite basic and you use it predominantly for lead generation. So this does kind of kill two birds with one stone. It helps lead generation while also getting people to register for your membership site, getting them into your system so that later on when you do develop your paid membership, you can offer it to those guys as an upsell. Now, we've talked about basic lead generation from content marketing, writing a blog post, offering an ebook, maybe a video tutorial that digs deeper into the topic, and then giving that to people in exchange for them signing up to your email list. Now, that's tried and tested, that works, but rather than doing it that way, you could take all of those lead magnets, all those freebies, ebooks, PDFs, all that sort of stuff, and put them into a free membership area. So instead of opting into your email list, people sign up for a free membership and all of those pdfs all of that other stuff is accessible inside that membership site now quite often we advise people to start free facebook groups as part of their efforts to grow their audience if you do that then you can tie that in with the free membership area too so what this does is it gets people over the first few hurdles it gets people to register an account log in consume content participate in a community they start developing that relationship with you, building that trust so that when you have your paid membership offering created, you've got these people in exactly the right place to encourage them to take the next step. And of course, having this sort of free membership is going to be hugely compelling as a freebie too, because it's so much more value than just another ebook, just another PDF. Now, of course, the trick here is to not make it so valuable that people have no incentive to join your paid membership when you finally launch it. And you want to have very little personal direct involvement inside the membership too. You can't be as accessible in there as you're going to be inside your paid membership. But with a little bit of thought, you can get that balance right. And again, you could do this just as a temporary thing. 
If you decide to set up a free membership to really help you accelerate your lead generation and start moving people into your ecosystem, if you decide to do that, that can just be temporary. You could do that for the first three to six months or so as you're getting started and then transition those guys fully into a paid membership. Or you can leave it in place and you can have it as part of your funnel on an evergreen basis where the name of the game is to get people in your free membership first and then you upsell them into the paid one. It's entirely up to you. But this approach of starting out with a free membership, again, it enables you to put your toe in the water, to test things out, to get people inside a website, get them over those initial hurdles of registering, start getting their feedback listening to their problems, getting ideas for content, essentially getting them to tell you what they want you to create as a paid membership. And it's so much easier. If you get people a certain way down the road through joining a free membership, it becomes so much easier to convince them to go further with you once you have your paid offering in place. So those are five things that you should consider if you want to start a membership, but you don't have an audience that you can call your own. Firstly, validate that an audience actually exists. Make sure that you're not creating a solution for a problem that just doesn't exist anywhere. Second, consider delaying working on your membership in order to focus on audience growth first. Build your audience first. Give yourself three to six months to actually grow an email list, to get people inside a Facebook group, to build your audience before you create the product. Trust me, that will pay off if you take that approach. Third thing to consider is starting out with a product that caters to a smaller number of people, something that's intimate, something that you can charge more for, And something that can be a starting point where you can then spin off a membership either as an evolution of that small intimate program or as an additional product and then you work the two against each other, upselling to one, downselling to the other. Fourth thing to consider is doing a soft launch of your membership. Launch it under the radar, get a small intimate group of people in there first, your connections, your ex-colleagues, your old clients. So you have some money coming in, you're getting feedback, you're refining your product. It's giving you time to build your audience on the side as well so that all the pieces are coming into place ready for you to actually make your big public launch far more effective. And finally, maybe consider starting out with a free membership site. If you're determined to build a membership, think about creating a free one first to accelerate your lead generation and to get people into an ecosystem, into an environment that you control where it then becomes easier to attempt to convert those guys to fully paid members once your finished membership product is available. All right, that is it for this week and for our first little foray into the Membership Guys vault. The next couple of weeks, we've got two more fantastic hand-picked episodes from years gone by that I know you guys are going to find useful. Next week, we're going to be talking all about how to niche down or for the Americans amongst you, niche down. Um, There's a lot of the niche, niche stuff going on in that episode. So we're talking about whether you need to niche down and if so, how you can go about doing that. And then the week after that, we're going to be talking about how you can prevent hit and run members. So members who join your membership, download everything in the first day and then cancel. That's a topic that I know a lot of people worry about. A lot of people struggle in figuring out how to deal with it. We're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks time as well. So 
three fantastic episodes from the membership guys archives hopefully you enjoyed the first installment from the vault i'll be back again next week with another episode of the membership guys podcast if you enjoyed this week's episode of the membership guys podcast we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com the membership academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting growing and running a membership website whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members then the membership academy can help you to get to the next level With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Membership Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. Check it out at membershipacademy.com. Do you want to boost your member signups and take your membership to the next level? If so, you're not going to want to miss the free webinar that I'm running on Tuesday the 26th of March. It's called Supercharge Your Membership Sales and it is entirely free. During the webinar, you will learn how to level up your core membership sales funnel for more traffic leads and sales. You'll discover the biggest roadblocks that could be costing you sales right now and most importantly, how to fix them. And we're going to cover the key tactics that you need to have in place to successfully market and scale your membership. Plus, you get the opportunity to tap into my years of expertise in the membership space and have me help solve your current sales and marketing challenges. So, if you want to take your membership sales to the next level, join me on Tuesday, March 26th at 7pm UK time and go to membershipgeeks.com webinar That's membershipgeeks.com slash webinar to secure your free seat today.